the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, it's always good to be able to trust the people you work with. Uh, Heidi is my producer. She's fantastic. And she by the just way. mentioned to me some things that have been going on, and and I feel sorry for her at times. So I I, <laughs> I, told, I told everybody the story. I've told every you all the story that the engineers came in, and when they come in, it's 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 a good thing and a bad thing. Okay, the good thing is they do fix things that need to be fixed, but the bad thing is. They'll fix them, and then everything that you've learned so that you've gotten around the bad things, now they fix them, and you don't have to do it anymore. So now you got to, like, relearn things. You're talking about the engineers, Dave, or you're talking about a colonoscopy? <laughs> yeah, well, just... <laughs> it, it can be almost like that, to be honest. But uh, bottom line, she's, she's dealing with some of those things that that happened because they're, they're changing our whole methodology of, of doing commercials and all of that I stuff. See. They, they're reloading new um, computer data and things like that. And so today she says, I'm going to have to do this or that. And I, I just told her, I, I feel totally comfortable that she'll get it done. And I just said, you just run the Starship Enterprise. Uh, Heidi's <laughs> fantastic. You know, I've worked with her on Steinbuck on Sundays at noon. Yeah. Uh, I've worked on her, with her uh, when I filled in for you. Uh, she runs a tight ship, and she gets it. She keeps it going. Got to run a tight ship that's in right. this business, baby, because it's all money is time in well, this that's business. Right. That's, that's right. But how it how it works. And dead air is fatal to radio. Yes, it is. You know, it, it truly is. And 60 seconds of dead air on radio seems like an eternity. It's an eternity. Well, uh, how many times have you gotten in the car over a lifetime and you turn on a radio station and it's dead, so you just hit the next button? You hit the next button. That's the worst sound you can get if you work at a radio station. That's right. You turn your station on, you hear, shh. Yeah. Even worse is if it's this. Exactly. Because that means the transmitter's not working. Is that what working. it means? Yeah. I've had that. And so you look down, and, you, and, and at first you think, oh, did I turn off the radio? Did I do something yeah, uh, by yeah. mistake? And then you just change the station. You and then you, you go find something else. That's right. That's, and that's the greatness of radio, because there's something. It's always competition. That's there for you to listen to. If you're it's listening the to the Dave Ellswick Show at 6-something in the morning that we're at right now, it's because you want to. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. And good to have you along with us. We've yeah. got a lot of things to talk to uh, about today. I'm, I'm going to bring up a story early, and then I'm going to bring it back up again next hour, uh, because Chris Corbett is on his way, but he'll be a little late. Yeah. And I really want him to be able to chime into this story. And he's listening. I know he is listening right now. I want him to uh, be ready to chime in about this. And I told uh, Robert about it, and he looked at me. and, and It's we, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It really Dave. is. I 
I just asked this question when I, I brought the story up. I said, Robert, are the Democrats trying to destroy their party? Right. Are they really trying to make themselves, you know, they're not going to be out there in a few years? Because if so, I will tell you that they're doing a fairly decent job of it, especially after this new story that came out uh, last evening. Democratic senators have introduced a new gun control legislation bill that would, among other things, institute a federal license requirement if you want to buy a gun. Now, the the, the senators that are by, uh, you know behind this right now, New Jersey Senators uh, Bud Menendez and Cory Booker, plus Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal. He was the draft uh, the dra- faker. Yeah, yeah, he faked, he faked the whole thing about the, the about Vietnam sure War and Vietnam. the people who elect him. Uh, the Senate don't care. They don't care that he stole valor. Yeah, uh, that's it was, okay. Go he ahead. was a stolen valor person. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, they have introduced a new bill that is called the Federal Firearm Licensing Act. The, deal, uh, the bill is going to institute a requirement for gun purchasers to obtain a firearms license through the depart through. You're not going to go to your local police department, right? Okay, this is through the Department of Justice uh, before you will be able uh, to have a uh, have a gun. Now, let me see if I understand this, Dave. I say somewhat sarcastically, needless to say, early in the morning on your show, the Dave Ellswick Show, here on 101.1 FM. My question to you is: This is a constitutional right. Yes. What other constitutional right do you need a license for? I agree. What other constitutional? Of course you do. What other constitutional right do you need to ask permission for? Yeah. What other constitutional right are at the whim of big government? And to be clear, this constitutional right exists for, amongst other things, to protect individuals from the tyranny of the government. So you go to the government from whom we're trying to protect ourselves from potential tyranny and say, "May I please have some more?" Porridge, sir. Yeah. Well, here's a, let me use Biden's. Let me let me use his uh, methodology, his argument, because here's what he's saying. If the Supreme Court gets rid of Roe v. Wade and Casey, he you know Planned Parenthood, Casey. Right. He's saying that what other what other things are they going to come for? Okay, so let me just take that over to our side now. Right. So what else do the Democrats want me to have a license for? Right. They want me to have a license for a gun. Do they want Wait. me to have a license so that I can uh, speak freely? Exactly. Do hey, they want me here's to have a license so I can go in my church? Here's one. Do, do, that's a great question. But here's one that demonstrates their hypocrisy. Uh, do you have to have a, a, a voting license? They won't even uh, uh, permit the laws that say not a voting license. Let's be clear. Some form of ID just to show who you are, just to show that you're the guy who shows up. It's not a it's not a license to vote by any means. It's some documentation that says that guy is Dave Ellswick. They won't even allow that. You know why? What's their explanation? Because it's a constitutional right. Yeah. Well, let, let's go. Let's go back now again, and let's talk about voting rights real quick. Yes, what sure. Did, what did Biden say in Georgia when he went down there and spoke about their new uh, voting bill that they passed? Remember, that was to 
suppress the black vote. That was to suppress minorities from voting. And uh, how did how did Biden put it? He said, are you for uh, Bull Connor or are you for Abraham Lincoln? Are you for and I mean, he just went down the list and and uh, took some of the, the most terrible people in history and compared them to some of the great uh, people who have uh, fought for freedom in this country saying that this is what this voting rights bill was about, was take everybody's rights away. Well, it just so happens, in 2018, the number of people who voted early in Georgia was a little over 100,000 people. Thus far, during their early voting, over, well, they're going on 600,000 people voting now. So, so much for their argument that it was there to suppress the vote. More well, people are voting right now than have ever voted in the state, in the Peach State. Well, of course, it's such, it's such make-believe. I know it, it is. It's, all of this is, well, I would say it's make-believe, except that they're serious about this gun rights thing. This thing oh, about. Well, to be clear, they're serious about all of their actions to take away our rights. It's make-believe in the sense that the Democrats root anything they do in constitutional principles or no less any legality principle at all. Quite the contrary. What they do is they equate their preferences with law and morality and anything that's contrary to that democrats have morals no that's the point they they don't know what the word morals means to them a moral is they don't even know what a woman is well that's exactly right you know anyway yes i'll come back to the specific language of this bill as well but what democrats do i've been telling you this for years i've been on the air here for 20 uh three years so let me uh, again remind you what the Democrats will do. They will project. It's unbelievable. They will tell you, here's what the Republicans are do, are going to do to destroy your way of living and your way of life and your way of uh, having the, the laws that you want to have and the rights you want to have. And then they come back and they just do the opposite. They they project what they're going to do right. on us, and then they come back and do it on their own side. I got to tell you, I've had exactly that happen to me yesterday in my race, where one of Johnny Cricket's big supporters said, "Why don't you get out there and make your views known to me? I'm on the radio every day, what? right? Exactly." And Johnny Cricket is hiding in the basement. His paid lobbyist told you he will refuse to debate me. Yeah. They and decided so, they didn't want to do it. That's right. 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 So it's just, I mean, talk about, but that's the point, right? I mean, he, my opponent is really a Democrat hiding in the Republican Party, and that's what's going on. It's the same type of behavior. The Democrats project exactly like you say. They project their views onto the other side. That's right. They do that all the time. All the time. I mean, it, it, it's it's just normal. All right, so here's some of the text of the bill. It shall be unlawful for any individual to purchase or receive a firearm unless the individual has a valid federal firearm license. Unbelievable. The bill then outlines the procedure for establishing the license under the Department of Justice, directing the Attorney General to establish a system for issuing them in order to be eligible to obtain the license itself. A prospective licensee must first complete a firearm safety course, 
which includes a written test <laughs> to demonstrate knowledge of applicable firearms laws and uh, hands-on testing, including firing testing, to demonstrate safe use and sufficient accuracy of a firearm. After that, the licensee must pass a federal background check and a criminal history, submit proof of identification, fingerprints, and information about the firearm that the licensee intends to buy or obtain, including the make, the model, and the serial number, and the identity of the firearm seller or transfer E. Of course. Holy mackerel. Of course. Dave. Now, look, look, look. I want to yeah. just stop for one thing here, and, and then i got to take a break, and then we're going to come back and right. talk about more of this. And, and Robert, does this not, it doesn't surprise me, but no. I want you to listen that what they're saying that they want is what they fought against us at the state and local levels about having, you know, concealed carry. A lot of this is already in law for states for you to get a concealed carry license. But and we're they, getting rid of them. But still, I'm just right. saying that they said, "Oh no, you can't do that." Oh no, it, that's not going to teach anybody really to be safe with a firearm. Ed Monk, who was on your show the other day and then was on my show Steinbuck on Sundays at noon, um, said quite clearly, "There's no principle behind what the left does no, regarding, no. regarding gun laws and att- attempts to regulate." guns beyond the Constitution, whatever they can do to hamstring God-fearing Americans from their God-given right to have uh, a self-defense through, amongst other things, firearms, the left will do. Remember, the left are a bunch of limousine liberals. They live in gated communities. They, they drive fancy cars. They break the laws when they feel they can get away with breaking the laws. They are above it all, and they say they look down upon us, and they they say, who are you? you they, they, you're a redneck. Uh, so that's what's going on here. All right. We're going to get a break in. Don't forget Chris Corbett's coming in uh, at, if he hasn't driven off the highway as he's listening to me Laughing talk about us. This. I still got more. I know you I do. got more to unveil about this. We're going, peel, we're going to peel back the, the onions uh, layer, so to speak, when we come back. Uh, Robert Steinbach is here. He is a um, legal uh, professor, law professor over at the Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone, not necessarily those at the Bowen School of Law or the university to which it ascribes. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're ready to tow your car if you need it. They're also ready to change the tire if you need it. Get your keys out of your car that you locked them in to if you need it. They're there to help you out. They uh, know what to do. No matter what your situation is. I mean, they'll come to your house and help you out if you've got a flat tire in your driveway and uh, change the tire for you. They'll do the same thing if you lock your keys in your car. You don't have to be on the side of the highway for them to do any of this. East End Towing can handle all of this, and they've got all the answers. Answers. All you have to do, keep this number in your cell phone. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. All right, 25 minutes after 6 on a Friday. TGIF, I'm thinking goodness, it's Friday. I'm glad of that and uh, looking forward to it. I've been having a problem with my cell phone. It's really starting to irritate me. My plugs for charging it 
keep falling out of Well, them. those ports get worn out. Let me ask you oh, a question. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's a smart move for someone running for AG to be endorsing someone who was just arrested? I I got to <laughs> tell you, I was stunned when I heard that. Right. That. I, really, I really was. Right. I, I don't understand it. There's other things I don't understand. I don't understand Senator Sturch getting money from uh, from people, right? Uh, you know, large amounts of money, in fact, and people uh, standing up for him when he's done things that have undermined it, the uh, platform oh, yeah. of the Republican Party. Oh, he's a lefty. He's in the pocket of the education system, the indoctrination system, and John Payton is running a good conservative. Now, there's a guy that's a yeah. good conservative. He's a great conservative. You're wrong. He's a great conservative. Okay. All right. <laughs> I tease you, of course. I understand, but I, I just, right. I don't, this is the part of politics. Yeah. That I don't get. Exactly. I mean, I, I it's get... It's the unholy alliances. Yes, I don't right? understand a lot guess, of that. And here's your answer. Big money, baby. Yeah, it's it's all be. about big money. When you see these unholy alliances, like we just discussed, both of them, it's about big money. It's about Chamber of Commerce. It's about, um, you know, the, the uh, big education system. It's about Walmart trying to buy elected officials. See, I understand that you would rather that the Chamber be with you than against you not me i mean but I'm, not me i'm i'm <laughs> i'm talking from a political point right. here you know they swing kind of a big stick at times right but all that, right and i understand right. that walmart i have no use for other than i can buy things fairly right. cheaply from them but you, you realize chamber has now become the mouthpiece for walmart that's all they are they hey 25 years ago, Chamber represented small business. Small business. They have abandoned small business. If so you, is it that other group now that does the small yes, business? Yes, and I can't remember their F. name. F. Yes, you're exactly yeah, right. Yeah, I can't think Because of. Chamber has abandoned small business, and if you want to represent small business, look at what Chamber is doing and do the opposite. All right. Okay, go back to this uh, gun law, because I do want to get all this in before we get to the bottom of the hour. Under this new law that they've written, it's not going to pass. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to pass. The attorney general would have to approve or deny applications within 30 days. The attorney general. It's like he doesn't have anything else to do up in Washington, D.C., right. but look at applications. Hey, and, hey, let's just let him do that. I'm well, teasing. Yeah, yeah. I'm teasing. Merrick, Merrick might be... A little bit better if you just did that. Well, Notify state and local officials of every application. If approved, licenses would be made available at a designated local office. Mm-hmm. Each individual license would be valid to buy one firearm, one. only one, Count them, to one. be purchased within 30 days of the insurance. The uh, licenses would expire five years after they're insured. The law would also allow the attorney general to deny or revoke the license of anyone he deems, quote, poses a significant danger of bodily injury to self or others by possessing, purchasing or receiving a firearm. The bill also includes a provision in which the law would not apply in states that have licensing processes with, quote, substantially similar requirements, substantially similar and they'll and look it's it's the feds that are going to decide all this it's not going to be decided by your local legislature or whatever it's going to all be decided up in washington dc keep keep all this in 
in mind. This is really what the, the left wants. Centralized, completely centralized uh, government. You know, that's what they got over in the Soviet Union. I guess that's what we want to do. It's not the Soviet Union anymore. It's Russia. By the way. But I repeat myself. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Let's take a break. We got the news. Let's get to it right now. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Gave you that rundown on that new gun bill that, uh, you know, the uh, Democratic senators are are uh, applying. Now, they're applying it. I don't I guess this is to fire up their uh, the red meat base that they want to get out to the polls because the chances of it passing is zilch. It ain't going to happen. I mean, look, man, uh, Manich is, is against it from West Virginia. He's a Democrat. He'll vote against it. All the Republicans will vote against it, so they don't have the votes to even get it out for a full vote at all. But they want you to know they'll be happy to take away your rights at any time that any they can time. do it. Anytime they can do it. Just saw a story here uh, from Talk Business and Politics. And uh, it kind of catches me off guard, to be honest. A local story. Lyon College. Lyon College, by the way, is up in Batesville. Good college, It's a very nice school. Very Uh, nice. Plans to open Arkansas's first dental and veterinary school. That's cool. Very cool. But where are they going to do it at? Are you ready? Check this out, Heidi. This is where they're going to do it. At Heifer International's Little Rock headquarters. But where's Hevergo? Which which is being sold to a private health care company based in Little Rock. The Lyon College Institute of Health Sciences Dental and Veterinary Schools will occupy the bottom two floors of the facility and could open as early as 2024-25, depending on the accreditation process. Heifer International is purchasing a long-term lease for the top two floors from Little Rock-based One Health Education Group, which has signed a binding agreement to purchase the 94,000-square-foot headquarters. The announcement was made yesterday at the headquarters, which sits on 28 acres in the East Village of uh, Little Rock. The purchase terms were not disclosed, and the paperwork was signed on May 16th. Now, I just a couple of questions that pops up. Is Heifer having all kinds of financial problems that we've not heard about? The short answer is leftist organizations that claim they're going to survive and and be successful often are full of hot air. Okay. Well, you know, I've given them some money because yeah. I'm all about giving a goat to a village for milk and all of that kind of but stuff. But that's the point, Dave, is that some of the basic principles there may be okay, but when they when you wrap it around in a leftist organization, guess what happens? Well, there is, are they a GNO? Is that what they are? Uh, um they are an NGO. Yeah, an NGO. Yes, they are. They are an NGO. Well, but those but, are money-making propositions. Well, and the, and those folks get paid tons of money, right? It's like yeah. the Chamber of Commerce. It's like the AEDC that gives away money to big business, but but leaves Arkansans uh, holding the the bill every day. This is what goes on every day. Is these these organizations uh, put themselves out there as helping people, and you know who usually gets help? The senior administrators who get paid a lot of money. Because look, I'm a, I'm a big big fan I, I like talk business and politics uh they they do a pretty good job of reporting uh but look the, the the story that they're reporting on 
That's not the big story, though. Right. No, because it That's is. not the big story. The big story not. is what's going on with Heifer. Right. So they don't, don't want to talk about see that. They're, they're not so great, by the way. They yeah. don't want to talk about that. I want to see if they'll be if they'll come right. on. I'll see if Roby Brock will come on. Yeah, and we'll we'll sit down and talk to him and see if he knows anything about this because that's the first thing that popped in my mind. What's mm-hmm. what's going on with Heifer? Mm-hmm. I mean, Heifer has become kind of a, an established uh, identity here in Little Rock. That that's they a were. Be- that's a beautiful building over Gorgeous. there. That's what, listen, Dave, when you're a leftist organization, uh, <clears throat> look, there. when you're the Chamber of Commerce, when you're, I mean, I can list off 10 of them, and you raise tons of money, you take tons of money, all of a sudden you got a nice building, you got high paid executives, <clears throat> where's the money go? Does it help the little guy? No! Okay, so I mean, I've always accepted that they do a lot with world hunger and things mm-hmm. of that nature and mm-hmm. uh but Time of course i have to again. i have to admit it's not like i've seen any senate any shows showing them delivering all right. these goats to all of these different people overseas so they can you know make do indeed that's and that's the issue right they all of these big organizations talk a good game and then where's the beef that's the question. Where's the goat? Ha! That's right. <laughs> Where's the goat? Okay, and that doesn't stand for greatest of all time, by the way. It's a, it is a real goat. Bah. You know, the, you, goat milk. That's basically get that, make cheese, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, the big story out of this is I think I like the story about what Lyon College is going to do, and they got to get accredited and everything. They're going to have a dental and veterinary school now in Arkansas, so people who want to go to dental school and so to have to, don't have to go to Memphis and it's a big deal. Ohio State that's right. and all those places. Yeah, to get Tennessee. Your, Everybody uh, went yeah. to Tennessee from I'm here. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that's where my dentist went to. Yeah, uh, and that's a good Alex program, Sharp, incidentally. He's over, he got his degree from there. And well, maybe you'll be able to do it here. And veterinary schools are very rare around the country. And, of course, we're a big agriculture state with yeah. uh, issues regarding um, animals. So Yeah, animal husbandry. Yeah, that's, right. that's huge stuff. It's a big deal. you got to think about that, too, you know, as, as far as all that goes. That this is the place to be for that mm-hmm, right here mm-hmm. in this part of the, of the country. That's right. As that's far right. as that. So twenty four twenty five for that. Congratulations on Lions doing this. But, Heifer, what's going on? I'll make some calls. I promise I'll make some calls. Here's the problem. I can ask the questions a lot of time, but look, it's a Dave Ellswick show. Notice that's singular. I don't <laughs> – and Rob will but tell you this. But as it should be. I don't when understand. He, when, he walked, be. when he walks into the station, mm-hmm. I'm not met by – you know, like 10 people that you're are not, on, on you're staff. Not a big, <laughs> well, if you worked at Heifer, you would because yeah. they'd be taking in all the money. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I don't have a staff. I don't even have one person on staff. So, to, you know, it, it's a it's a, a, me, a, a me thing. I, I get to guess. I do all of that kind of stuff. So uh, For 50 I, years, by the way. Yeah, I don't have anything behind all of this. Uh, I just think that building was really fantastic. Uh, it says when here. You, when you spend other, here's the funny thing, Dave. When you spend other people's money, you'll be amazed how nice things can be. I remember, and this is just one example. And I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but of course, as you know, I work over at the law school, and I don't know, maybe a decade ago, they uh, redid the building, and they did a very nice job. They tore it like old carpeting. They put I remember floor, when they did right? that. But here's also what they did: they bought a bunch of flat screen TVs, and now it's, well, you got a gym. 
Yeah, exactly. Without a shower. <laughs> but, but put that aside. Exactly. That was the, the two deans ago, I think. Um, <clears throat> so they put in a bunch of flat screen TVs. At that point in my life, I didn't own a flat screen. Why? They were still expensive. Oh, yeah. You may, you may remember. Nowadays, you can get a flat screen for the price of bubble gum. Yeah. But back then, they were expensive. And they put in a bunch of flat screens around there. And you know what they put up? Like the weather. Like you just irrelevancies because when you spend other people's money, it's really easy to be extravagant. And what and that's why every day, every day, the government should be thinking about ways to let you keep your money, not take it from you, not stick their hands in your pocket. Yeah, think about how they got the money for that gym over there. Remember that was McDaniel when he was AG. That's right. Do they have his name over the gym? Yes. It's still it's, it's still, still there. It, well, I haven't it's been there a, because I don't use that. Yeah. Gym. But they put McDaniel's name, and you're not supposed to put apologies. But you know what they said? Well, it was donated by or something. It wasn't donated by him. Those were tax dollars. Those were government dollars. Well, those were dollars that he had sued people for. Right. And that, that's a, <laughs> I mean I mean it broadly. That's a type of tax, right? If if the government sues a bad actor and gets money, that's government money. And that belongs I to the people. I have always argued that the uh, our our legislature has to go in and take that money for the for general revenue. That's right. Because it's general, it, it should it's be a, general. It, revenue. it becomes a slush fund a for slush the AG. Fund. That's right. And uh, you know, Leslie's gotten in trouble sometimes about how she's used it, and uh, she fought against it being used for the general fund. Uh, she wanted that money. In the AG's office. So anyway, you know, it's both parties oh. have been involved oh, in yeah. that. Oh, yeah. They and really have. They've been involved in that. Right, right. And, and then it goes to these, right, it's the same thing. We talked about this uh, yet again, right? When the government funnels money to the Chamber of Commerce, do you want to give money to the Chamber no. of Commerce? I don't think they should be giving it to the Chamber of Commerce. Chamber of Commerce should run off of, just like they do in every city it's around. It's a private organization. Go out. Get people to subscribe to be part of your That's chamber right. and use that money That's right. to help. Do whatever you small want. You're a private. You're a private organization, yeah. but they're they're being underwritten by the government, which means we're paying for it, Dave. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that should be changed. That's the way you shrink. I would change it. That's the way That's we the way shrink, shrink government. government baby. Okay. That's the way you shrink government. And uh, and how wow. did I discover that? By the way, Freedom of Information Act. I got the documents showing <clears throat> the funneling of government money from the Arkansas Economic Development Commission to the Chamber of Commerce. Now, that that's one thing. You know, everybody knows yeah. Tim Griffin's friend of this this show. I have Tim on right. a lot. Right. Here recently we haven't because he's running for office and I haven't had him on. But I hope that he'll talk with the legislature about taking that money and putting it in the general well, I'll, fund. I'll give you one better. Or if maybe I, put it towards uh, broadband. No, I'll give you one better, Dave. Uh, if I get into the legislature, uh, I'm, I will work on a bill so that it's not up to him or anybody else. It's up to the people. Okay. Up to the people where their money goes. You know, when, they, when, when the AG sues someone, it's the state of Arkansas versus it doesn't say the attorney general versus. Right. It says the state of Arkansas. And who represents the interests of the state of Arkansas? The legislature. And where's that money supposed to go? Back to the people. All right. We've got to take a break. Chris Corbett is coming. 
Uh, Greg Bledsoe is coming. That's some things to look forward to. Matt Smith's coming by, uh, just to let you know, 935. He'll be on, and we'll talk about the new Downtown Abbey movie that opened last night. I went and saw it. I'll tell you all about it and uh, what I thought about it. And uh, But when we come back, we got uh, more things to talk about. We may talk a little bit more about uh, Heifer. Uh, when we come back don't forget about uh, david lucas david lucas uh, financial wants you to remember that uh, they're out to help you out during these times of inflation to protect your nest egg that money you're putting away to have some money to to, to live on when you retire some of you might be thinking now mm, it looks like a recession's coming may want to put off retirement for maybe a, a couple of years because uh, it's going to get ugly and it's already getting ugly uh, but silver and gold can help protect you some with that find out how uh, to buy gold and silver and add it to your uh, you know your nest egg so that uh, maybe you can keep doing what you're doing uh, at the rate that you're doing it uh, call them 501-222-3315 501 222 3315. Uh, folks at David Lucas uh, work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501 222 3315. Again, that number 501 222 3315. David Lucas Financial Investment Advisory Services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, I just had something sent to me. I'll look at it during uh, the break at the top of the hour. And if there's anything here, I'll. Uh, I bring it bring it up when sure. we come back. Evidently, the executive committee of the Republican Party of Arkansas has put together some new rules for the Republican Party. Oh, oh let's see. And uh, well, <laughs> we're going to talk. We'll right. start talking about them. See, this is look. I I think personally, let me just say this. I've talked about the Republican Party more than anybody else in this state 100 percent. okay uh, except for um i'm trying to think of who was the first congressman out of the, the conway area um he's going on to have a pretty good uh retirement writing uh books oh yeah uh, i met him i can't think of his Don't name right him. now off the top of my head he's done quantumly more for the republican party than a lot of other people have but uh I'm not liked by a lot of people. This is what bothers me when they tell me I'm an established Republican, is that somehow I get right behind the establishment and push whatever it is. That's the reason they don't like me. Right. Because exactly. I don't do that. That's right. I don't. I question. And they don't like it if you question them. That's right. And uh, so I'm going to look at these rule changes, and we'll start talking about that as we go along. You know, you bring up a broader point, which I think is very important. Uh, I would like to share, uh, Dave, with your audience. And so people ask me all the time, who should I vote for? And I give them certain names that I support. But there's a broader notion out there on what you should do. Uh, listen, it's very hard to figure out out of a dozen people, so that's 20, let's say 24 uh, people out of a dozen elections, who you need to be voting for. Yeah. So 
go to trusted sources. Look at the Democrat Gazette. That's a conservative paper. Look at um, a Conduit for, News. For the most for part. For the most part. Look at, <laughs> look at, look at Conduit. Well, to be clear, the, the editorial page, right? Uh, go to Conduit News. Look at who they, uh, they have a whole score sheet, right? And they show, what's the guy that you were just met? Sturch, all the bad yeah. things that Sturch has done. They show all the absent votes that um, Hawks. Uh, Hawks has done, right? So uh, Conduit News has an excellent score sheet. Uh, go to gun owners of uh, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas if you are for Second Amendment, the God-given rights reflected in the Second Amendment. So there are a number of good sources, the Dem Gaz, the uh, um, gun owners of Arkansas, uh, the, um, the Conduit News. Look at how they rate people. Go to Arkansas Right to Life if you are pro-life as Absolutely. we are. Rose right? Mims and her group will That's have right. a lot for you. And they, they put out voting guides. Take a look at those. And of course, get in touch with me if you want my advice. As you know, Dave, uh, I'm publicly available the same way you are. You can literally call or text me. 501-288-8904, which is also 501-ATTY as an attorney, 804. Okay. Just keeping you in mind, I'm sorry. I'm yep. I'm starting to look That's at right. this information because I go on and on. You can look. Well, at your I want to, you know, and, and yep. look. You got to understand. Nobody's perfect. I'm well, not perfect. Oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't claim to be. So I'm going to bring. I'm going to give you stuff, and you may not agree with me, and. That's well and fine. I'm fr- I'm friends with people who don't agree with me. Of course. But then there's people who don't agree with me uh, that are not my friends. That's right. And they'll they're do, they will do everything they can to undermine what I'm doing. That's right. I can guarantee you that it's happened. It's happened during this election cycle uh, on things that have happened. So um, just know. I, I always tell you, voting for the worst Republican is better than voting for the best Democrat, and and I I basically stand behind that. I uh, think there could theoretically be an exception. There right? might be, there might be, right. but I I have to ask. The last Democrat oh, I, I voted for was McGovern. Ha! There you go. But that's right. I mean, the Democrats are not Democrats anymore, right? The Democrats are leftists. Yes. Uh, now there are some Republicans, that, some who, who are Democrats. Well, they're look, Democrats, they right? look they look a whole lot more purple bluish than they do red. Well, that's right. Meaning the Democrats aren't Democrats. They're leftists. And then those Republicans that we need to get out of the legislature and go to the, as I said, the Conduit News website to get an, a breakdown of that and keep those who are running out of the legislature are really Democrats. And then you need to vote for the conservative Republicans. In other words, if someone's calling himself a moderate, well, that's a Democrat. Right. That's a Democrat at best. Don't vote for the Democrat. Vote for the conservative. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly uh, agree with uh, with what you're saying there. But again, I, I also say that, you know, if somebody votes in a way that I don't agree with, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to throw him under the bus. Of course not. You know, say, you have on your show, Dave, you know, you have on your show, Josh Silverstein, to come give us um, alternative legal perspective. Sure. And Josh is left of center. Hardcore demo. That's it. That's yes, it. he really is. That's it. But that's all right. That's he's right. a nice guy. He's I'm being nice serious. Guy. He's a nice guy. And, and, he's, and he's reasonable. Well, I'm, it's not even reasonable. He can, he, here's his argument. His arguments are fact-based. That's right. Most lefties now, 
here's their argument. Okay, I want abortion on demand all the time up to birth. No, well, not up to birth. After birth. Yeah, after birth even. I, I don't know if I agree, agree with that. Racist. You're a racist. That's the left. Okay, that's what they do. All right, let's take a break. we got news coming up. Chris Corbett will be joining us. We might be joined by uh, uh, Greg Bledsoe as well. We'll uh, see what happens on that. I kind of I switch things up on him at the last moment. If he makes it, he makes it. He doesn't, he doesn't. You'll hear him at 9 o'clock. Okay, just keep that in mind. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around. Let's move into the second hour Friday show here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Chris Corbett has made it into the studio. Of course, Robert Steinbach is here, law professor over at uh, Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the school of law or the university to who they belong to. And uh, Chris, driving into the show, uh, has been listening and did hear us talking about what they're trying to do in uh, – the wonderful world of uh, of uh, Washington D.C. Maybe we should call. The, I guess they are the real Disneyland. To be honest with you, you maybe know? way out of touch. You know, they're so out of you touch. You know, although I will say this: at least when I go to Washington D.C., I don't have to hear "It's a Small World" eight million <laughs> times. Uh, boy, that just drives me crazy. Uh, that song, I don't don't particularly care for that song. But anyway. What do you think about it? Are you going to have to get a license from the federal government, Chris? If, if this would pass it, you have to get that license. Uh-huh. You've got to take a written test. You've got to give your, your, your you know, fingerprints up and everything. Plus, you have to tell them what kind of gun you're going to have. Make, model, and serial number has to be on, on thing. And that bet is only good for five years. You know, it, it's just outrageous when you look at it. What, show me a law that has worked. To prevent some mass shooting. Well, show one me law. show me a law right. that takes away your takes away a a right a under the Constitution. Yeah, what does "shall not be infringed" mean? I, apparently, in the lefty world, that means uh, except for us, like a woman is a man <laughs> and a man is a woman. And what oh. in the heck are they coming to? I'll with? play that for you today too. Yeah, I, I get that lady that was on abortion. Not an abortion. Yeah. Oh, I know oh, you. Know what yeah. video you're talking about about you know. Well, what's the, difference, what's, well, what's the difference between 10 years old and 8 inches in your utero? And yeah. this huge pause. Oh and she goes, well, I guess you couldn't. Right? Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that, what? I mean, there was. What? The, pardon the, the pun. Pregnant pauses yeah. for this lady. Un, it was, uh, it's, um, I'll play it for you. It's unbelievable. I don't have the one. I do have it. I just don't have it in the system to be able to be played. Right. Uh, when the the congressman asked her, uh, "Can a man be pregnant?" and she said, 
Yes. It's outrageous. It's some kind of bongo world. It's some kind of <laughs> we're flipped upside down. We're uh, they're distracting us. I don't know what's, what's going on. World? That's a, what's that world? That's what's the world? Yeah, like no. a bizarro, bizarro world from That's Superman. Bizarro. bizarro world. Remember, and they all look like it's they backwards. were they were cracking and everything. But yeah, it's. <laughs> I've heard Miss, who was that one little dude that always would show up, and he was the one that was causing time with time, Mister Majizic or something like that. I forget. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's it's crazy to be honest. I got all my friends that are out there that read comics screaming the name at me right now. If you remember the name five zero one eight two three zero nine six five, go ahead and call and let me know so I can get it right because you you think that I'm. I, I've done something terrible by not having the name at the tip of my tongue. But anyway, it, it's those people. How can we even be giving those people a serious hearing? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I had a debate, so to speak, on Facebook with, you know, some left-wing wing nut yesterday who was saying, the way you make jobs is you have government Give mega corporations money. Wait, what? Oh Wait, God. what? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, by the way, then he says, well, I used to have businesses, but now I, I work for Big Pharma as a drug salesman. Really? How, how successful were those businesses if you went from owner to employee? But that's the thing. The, the left thinks the way you make jobs is government makes jobs. Government doesn't make jobs. You create a low-tax environment, an environment in which people want to work, and you make it friendly for them to work. That's how jobs are created by the private sector, not by big government giving yeah. money over to paid lobbyists. That's right. It's a but, it's a joke. But, yeah. yeah. The way governments create a job is they take your money. Right. Now I want I want everybody to remember that we are people who believe in laissez faire business. business. All right. That's right. what we believe in. We don't believe in corporatism. No. Neither did Rockefeller. Rockefeller said, I didn't give money to to, politicians until politicians got into my business. It was other businesses that were trying to undermine him by giving politicians money to get them elected and things of that nature that he finally said, I got to play the game, too, if I want to stay alive. When government gets involved in business, there's a word for that, Dave. Communism, literally. Socialism, literally. And when the government picks winners and losers, when the government gives uh, big checks of your money to to mega corporations, and then the mom and pop can't compete because they're outgunned by the – and they're funding their competitors through tax dollars. There's an article in the newspaper today, Dave. That they've already spent the one billion dollar surplus. Of course, it's already spent. spent. Literally, the article. (laughs) Yeah, the the two hundred fifty mil to the roads, two hundred fifty mil or fifty mil to the. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah, we need roads, but it's already spent. Didn't we just vote a half a cent sales tax on ourselves to repair the roads? I didn't vote for that. We need another $250 million? I I voted no. Is that to fix the roads or is that to build new roads that we don't have the money to fix later? It's to funnel taxpayer dollars into mega corporations. I couldn't believe the article. It's already spent. The surplus is gone. It's already spent. 
They are funneling your tax dollars into the pockets of mega corporations. Now, who made this decision? Was it the state legislature or was no, the governor's not. office? Of course not. They're oh, legis- it's in conjunction. Now, they were careful. The legislature's the not in session. What it's, do you mean in yeah. conjunction? They, yeah, but they said, they reported, it's like, oh, the legislature in conjunction with the governor. Nonsense. They, <laughs> Nonsense. Yeah. If I get in the legislature, vote. I'll be voting no. That's right. Well, in conjunction with in conjunction, does that mean that you you're going to bring the legislature together and make them vote on this? No, they evidently never. they in didn't do that because I sure as heck over didn't a bourbon and some cigars. They've spent our money. No, they can't smoke in those rooms <laughs> anymore. Come on, uh, maybe some bourbon, but not no, no, no smoke-filled back room has been. You know, it's the gone. air is scrubbed. It's gone. It's, gone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's finished. But, yeah, see, I hadn't seen that. i got to read the that article. That, I, was, I was coming out Who of wrote chairs. it, Wickline? Um, you know, I don't know. I have to, I'll pull it up. Because if I read it and Wickline wrote it, I'll probably give it some credence. Mm-hmm. You know, credence. I guess that's the pronunciation. Well, they're projecting, they're projecting a billion-dollar surplus through 2025. Now, I don't know what if the projections are. Oh, yeah. You so know we, what that we means? Need, we need to keep on collecting taxes, right? Uh-oh. If you project a billion-dollar surplus. No holiday sur- ain't going to happen. Yeah. yeah, if you project such a surplus, that means you're taxing your own people taxing too much money. Yeah. We're, we, well, know, we know the that. Highest, we're the high. We pay the highest gas tax sales. in the whole region. Yep. And sales tax. Sales tax. Our income tax, which has come down, is still not the lowest. Oh, they mentioned that. They're talking about. Well, maybe we could uh, speed up the cut in the income tax. Oh wait, what? What? Let's no, that ain't. I'm just telling. Unless Sarah does it, it won't come out of of Ace's office. Well, of course I'm just not. telling you, that's of course not. Not going to happen. Rhinos don't want to cut your I, taxes. Look, Ace and I. I'll just say he was the. He, you know, I'm glad that he was governor and and not a Democrat. Okay, because if it was bad under Asa, it would have been double under a Democrat. I'm just letting you know, it, it would have been really bad. <laughs> that's right. high praise, You're right? Brother. About yeah. high praise. Yeah, that's high praise. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that I just uh, I got my fingers crossed about Sarah. I'm I really am hoping that she's going to do the things that she says. That she's going to do. She should come on your and go, show. And go get pushed. Well, I'm hoping after she's elected, she'll do that. Yeah. I hope she'll come on and talk about it, and uh, we can we can get all of that taken care of. But I I just it's just like what we were talking about today. Not just about guns. Did you hear us talking about uh, uh, Heifer International? Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, but veterinarian school? No, no, yeah, the but, part where heifer oh, is I'm collapsing about down the part, on itself. Yeah, oh. the part of the, the story that they didn't report on. Oh, why is heifer, money? Why oh, are they selling their 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 building? I don't know. Maybe, are maybe they, they in financial trouble? Yeah, they wouldn't report the sale price. It's not like that's like that's private. It, yeah, and why find are out they, what they yeah, but why? That's the question. That, the that's money. the story. The story is what's going on with heifer. There's a lot of people used to work for heifer. You know, and like I said, I and I know we can go back to what you said about yeah. about them because they're NGO. But here's the key: is that man, I gave money to Heifer for goats, right? To give to some because you didn't think it was going to go. I for, thought it was uh, going to go um, to some guy, some herdsman, right. a in multi-million some dollar country. building, uh, six-figure salaries for a bunch of cronies on the left. That's what these leftist organizations do: they collect your money and then they enjoy your money. And by the way, it's it's left, right, and center for a lot of these corrupt organizations. Chamber of Commerce, look at look how they're living high on the hog. Well, I I questioned when they build Heifer International yep. building. Yeah, 
I mean, what they say that is? 96,000 square feet? <laughs> holy cow. Yeah. Holy, that's a whole lot of square feet. All right, let's take a break. Find out what the Travs did last night. I'm Stephen Davis, and this is your Travs report for Friday. Travs did it again last night with the starting pitching and defeated the Northwest Arkansas Naturals 5 to nothing. Second shutout win of the season for the Travs, and Connor Jones was the reason why. Second straight night that a Travs starter had taken a shutout into the eighth inning. Jones got it through eight innings tonight. He dealt with at least one runner in every inning, but he was solid. He got three double play balls, allowed just three hits, one walk on the night, and struck out eight in picking up his first win of the season. It was the second straight scoreless start for Jones, who had pitched seven shutout in his last start last week in San Antonio. The Travs offense got a couple runs in the first. Zach Deloach with a two-run triple to the opposite field. Those would be their only two runs through the first seven innings. It was their only hit for the first four innings of the game against a tough pitcher for the Naturals in Alec Marsh, who struck out ten over five innings. But then the offense was able to put the game away late, including a three-run eighth inning as Jake Shiner cranked his sixth home run of the season to get that inning started. And the Travs win it last night by a final score of 5 to nothing over the Naturals. Travs go for four wins in a row over their in-state rivals tonight. Fireworks following the ballgame, 7.05 first pitch. Very interesting starting pitching matchup. Two talented pitchers, right-hander Levi Stout for the Travs, lefty Drew Parrish for the Naturals. Travs win it last night in a shutout, 5 to nothing. They go for four in a row tonight. I'm Stephen Davis, and this is your Travs Report. All right, back with you. We're continuing. Uh, Chris Corbett is here, as well as Robert Steinbach. Robert, again, is a you know a, a, a professor of law over at the uh, uh, Bowen School of Law. So his his opinions are his and his alone, and not those of the School of Law or of UALR that I know of. I mean, he they might they might have changed their whole political bent Every and once got in a while, behind you a blind boar finds a truffle in the woods <laughs> and a blind squirrel finds an and acorn. the clock strikes right that's right? right and the clock strikes 13 wait what yeah. um you know so but usually it's not the case yeah right? okay so chris you you've got this story I have not seen the uh, the dim gas it's written uh, by wickline yeah and he's got a statement in here it says it talks about the you know the the forecasting and the current Revenue projections um, being a billion dollars plus one billion, right? And it says here, state officials said two hundred fifty million of the fiscal twenty twenty two surplus already has been obligated by the legislature and the governor. Okay, well, when so, did that? So when did that well, happen? If, if they did it, they did it during the uh, uh, the fiscal session. Yeah. and if it's been obligated, then they, How, they made that. I, decision. I've heard from grade school that the, the mm. legislatures. Have the power of the purse, right? Well, they're supposed exactly. to school. The, the governor doesn't get to decide how to spend stuff. He has to wait till the legislature appropriates it. You Maybe know, it was through some sort of budget. You remember at school rock, and they used to. Do I, they, need to they need to replay that. I they need to replay that. How to make a bill? You know, I'm just a bill. <laughs> I, get, I love those. I should things. get that and play it on the air. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be great for teaching people. Some of the people around it about uh, how and this that looks all like, works. Looks like a senator Jonathan Dismang oh, out yeah. of Cersei. He floated the idea of accelerating the complete implementation of the state's individual income tax enacted in December of 2022. Okay. He wants to cut it quicker. Yeah, let's do it quick. Yeah. He agreed with accelerating the implementation of the individual income tax cuts. Okay. Although at the same time, they obligated the revenue to be spent. So now... All this money, this billion dollars you're talking about? One billion. That money is really COVID money. 
And see, there's the COVID money that came to, to right. Arkansas and to every other state uh, in the union didn't say it must be spent on COVID. Oh, I've read about some of that. And remember, it was, yeah. it was not. They could use it for all kinds of different things, and that's what it sounds like you know, we're it doing bring, here. It brings up a good point. I, I remember back City of Little Rock had got some grant money, and what they do, they went out and hired more people. Okay, the grant money runs out. What, what do you do with those salaries? Well, you, when, either, of course, that was, you either tax people more to keep them on yeah. or you fire them. That was the issue and remains the issue with programs like Obamacare. Yeah. When Obamacare started, the, the federal government paid, I put in air quotes, 90%. Of course, it was our money. But in any event, it they, went down every year. Right. It goes down every year. And we've got to carry that bag thereafter. Yep. So it'd be like, well, it's free. It, it, nothing's free. No. And that certainly no. ain't free. Well, you got that. It's the same thing with listening as we talked about this bill the Democrats had in the Senate about uh, gun rights and wanting to give everybody's got to get Senate. yeah everybody's got to get a a, a, a license, license is what they want all right but I want you to think about what they're saying they're talking about producing a whole new regulatory environment that has to be staffed with people so we're talking about the growth of government but more. this just yeah. remember that this is what big government thinks is creating jobs. This is what the Arkansas Economic Development Commission thinks is creating yes. jobs. When they take your tax dollars, it's crazy. they take your tax dollars yeah. and my tax dollars yeah. and they spend it not on productivity. When when the when they give uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Chamber of Commerce that hands out money to companies and say, well, you did a good job. You know what the reward for doing a good job for a company is? Making money. Yeah. And getting business. Yeah. And it's crazy, Rob. It's back to this bonzo world. We're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've got this money, and now we want to uh, spend it. Now, no, it's the propensity of government to grow is how, it's just unlimited. And then we've got uh, the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. Oh, wait. That means you can get a license. You, what, it's you literally before, the opposite yeah. of not infringed. And then, and then <laughs> I hear we got the we got a guy running for the top law enforcement chief law enforcement agent in the state endorsing a guy that broke the law of guns. It's Got crazy. Arrested. Tim Last Griffin year. is endorsing well, what about What, what about the, the other thing going on as far as moving violations? Oh, yeah. a, a dozen uh, moving violations. A yeah. dozen. Speeding kills. Yeah. This guy is running around selling drugs all over the state, and he's cutting corners. I pulled the record. I was like, no, surely not. What? Yeah, speeding kills. When you pull the record, what did you find? Oh, he's gotten cutting. uh, One of them was, um, you know, when you cut a red light, you go through like a gas station. Yeah, yeah. They call it avoiding a traffic signal or something like that. Speeding 90 and a 65. Hey, these are kills. Yeah, these things are are misdemeanors. So we've got a guy running for the chief law enforcement agent of the state endorsing a lawbreaker. Well, you know, this is something came up in the first hour, and it's part of politics that I've never understood. Right. For instance, I don't understand Mike Huckabee giving money to Sturge well, for his world? reelection. He gave him twenty. Sturge has got the worst voting record. Yeah, I know. And he gave him twenty nine hundred dollars. And he's, from what I understand, now I haven't heard them. This yeah. is what I've heard. Again, this is rumor, okay? And but I got it from people that I I hold in Which high means? esteem that he's cutting commercials for him. No. No, really? why? Just like, this. just like the one you were just. Why? Oh, I mean, why gosh. is 
Why is that happening? It's follow the them. money. Follow the money. That's right. Follow, follow the, the money. money. Why? You know, follow why these, is follow this happening? gross revenue? This this I, billion dollars. I don't being spent already. Cha ching. What they talk about a reserve fund too? So they get, apparently the government's got a savings account. I mean, look if how many Arkansas Arkansas Kansas name, have a savings account? Curtis, the, the the Democrat that's running for governor. Is that his last name? I, Which I mean, one? I think the rocket scientists. Curtis, the guy. I kind of, yeah, I kind of like the guy. Yeah. Okay. I haven't, I haven't talked but to him. I, I wouldn't vote for him. Yeah. However, I guess if you give me enough money, I should endorse him. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's take a, let's take a break, and we got uh, we got Bill O'Reilly coming up, and we'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so we've been really touching on a lot of topics today. I mean, a lot of topics. The story about the dental and the veterinary clinic uh, being done uh, from the folks up there in Batesville is a great story. I think that's a fantastic story. But I think that should be the sidebar story to the main story, which is what happened to Heifer International. Why are they still in their building? Yeah, there's an what has happened. Story, yeah, what yeah. has happened to Heifer? That, 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 that report needs a little more facts. Well, we need. Well, they gave us the facts to the story they covered. Yeah, I want them to cover the real story. Yeah, the there's real a, story is what's going on with Heifer International. There's a slick, there's a slick business move called a um, you know a sale leaseback. Maybe they're generating some revenue, but why they need the revenue? Why? Well, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm sure that they took a hit during COVID, yeah. but still, you know. Why isn't that being reported? Why are we not hearing mm-hmm. that? Is and I I'm going to say that perhaps some the way you put together a story like that. Right. Now this is from my years when I was a reporter. Yeah. You have developed sources over the years. Then you get those sources and you talk to them. You go out and have dinner with them. Yes. And you sit down and you talk with them. And you say, "What's going on here? Can you say anything? I can't tell you anything about it. Right. Well, what's going on? I can't say anything." Now, if your sources start drying up like that, you know something bad's going down. <laughs> and now you got to start going around and finding people that are willing to, you know, pull the curtain back a little bit and let you see behind what's going on with the Wizard of Oz, so to speak. Right. Dave, we said it before the break. Follow the money. And follow the money when it's government spent money through the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, going to private lobbyists. Follow the money when it goes to these uh, so-called charities that operate multi-hundred million dollar facilities and pay their people hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is all about sapping the hard work and pipe fitter, the electrician, the plumber, and making them pay for the elitist's uh, luxury. Yeah. yeah. Well, but here, here's my question. Yeah. If they're in financial straits, I I follow the news, and probably more than most people do, and I've not seen a story about problems well, over they, at, at Heifer International. Dave, they hide it. Well, Three years ago. My good friend, Ray Lincoln, <laughs> all right, uh, God bless his soul. He's been gone now for several years. But here's what he always told me. He always said, Dave, make sure you read the Saturday paper because that's where they hide the real news. But it's not even in the oh, Saturday interesting. paper. Three years ago, three years ago, the governor and the Arkansas Economic Development Commission gave over a million dollars 
to Carvana so they can deliver a car to you. They can put it on a truck and they can, you know, it's real fancy. It's like a gumball machine yeah, for yeah, cars. Yeah, I've seen it. Right? And that whole project went up in flames. And Trent Garner said, this is how we waste the public's money. Okay, now wait a minute. Stop yeah. this because yeah. talk about this. Yes, again. I am. That, why okay. are you interrupting so, me to tell me to talk I'm, about I'm, it? I'm, I'm talking I'm, about I'm, it. But I'm saying that, I mean, <laughs> yeah. start at A again. Right. Like I said, the governor and the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. On Who got which, a lot of that money that we've been talking they, about, that they, billion They dollars. implied it in yeah. that surplus on that they've with, got a reserve fund. Uh, and the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, remember, my primary opponent serves on that. Yeah. They gave a million dollars to an out-of-state company to compete with Arkansas car dealers, mind you. Arkansas are new. Like Carmart and, and those people. Right. Yeah, that's these, exactly there right. There are Arkansas car dealers selling cars to and the governor and the Arkansas Economic Development Commission funnels a million tax dollars to this out-of-state company to come in and guess what? A big flop, a big failure. And that money, we ain't getting it back. Right. Some, some hack on Facebook says, well, they're paying it back. Tell me, how does a company that's failed in its project pay it back? Yeah. He doesn't even understand. Well, they got a clawback. That's not what clawback means. No, they- you should take a law class on Corporations. Oh, who teaches that? I do. Another good, I do. Another, another good example of that is what uh, Hewitt Packard over right. in Conway. Right. That's it. That said, they would, in, you know, they were going to have X amount of new jobs, right? And and there was a clawback there, but I haven't heard anything there about money no going back. Dave, you no, can't me... claw back from a failed project. Yeah, that's a lie by a combination of mega corporations, the left, the left and the Arkansas Economic Development Commission and the Chamber of Commerce. They're all part of a cabal of leftists that are stealing your money and giving it to mega corporations as they ride around in their limousines and live in their gated communities. And telling you that they're, they're creating a, a jobs. creating jobs. Government doesn't create jobs. I mean, Industry creates I mean, jobs. I, I wish we could get Dan Sullivan on. I'd like to know oh, yeah. what... Uh, if the who was it the, the the company that made the frozen dinners or whatever up in Jonesboro? They were supposed to create like five hundred new jobs or whatever. Yeah. I heard they were they were on their way to doing that. Okay, but I I believe that that probably is the exception to the rule. But it's also listen, I'm not, companies create jobs every day. Businesses, and we have in-state companies, and then we have. Uh, companies from out of state that come in here because we have a, a a good environment. That's all great. But when the government's picking winners and losers, and when the government's giving your tax dollars to mega corporations at the expense of mom and pop shops, that is a combination of cronyism and corruption and socialism. And I won't have it. You know what? You know what else is that money's going to out of state companies. Right. That money's going to out of state companies. They promised to come. Well, in this has state, been right? a problem in the United States yeah. for quite some years yeah. now. And and the the states common, fight each other and screw each other right. over left and right to try yeah. to get a company to come to their and who's state. Paying for it? We the taxpayers. Yeah. And millions. Local business. Talk about your cousin or uncle, whatever it is. He runs a local business. Yeah. How does that compete if the state was going to give money to a competitor? How would yeah, you? That how would, would you all feel about that? Um, I worked at the ABC Block Company for 15 years, and from 04 to Over 2018, yeah, ABC, we got yeah, yeah we got 12 ABC Brick, ABC Block and Brick, yeah, okay, and um, uh, they've got 12 locations, and and I watched James Corbett take personal risks to keep people employed, and um, 
continue to make concrete block through the the upheaval in the the CDOs and all that craziness and the subprime lending 07, 08, 09. And uh, I'm sure he would love a million-dollar grant to expand and make jobs when he's taking Quote, personal risks. Yeah. And, uh, but he makes jobs every day. 100%. He pays people every day. That's right. And uh, there's a common misconception that there's this clawback, like the government's loaning the money, right. and we're going to get it back if they don't um, abide by these promises. You know, I haven't seen them taking the money back. The money's yeah, gone. And these Car- Carvana can barely raise money to keep afloat, and the million dollars is gone. Okay, um, now, State Senator has just texted me oh, and nice. said that prison expansion is also part of what they're going to use this additional okay. money on. Nice. Now, I'm going to tell you what. I will agree to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the other thing I want you all to do now. Come up with the money to run the prison that you're talking about expanding. It's all the time. All right? Yeah. Let's, let's have that money as well. I mean, look, we ran into that in Lono County. I remember a few years ago they built the new jail out at Lono County and then trying to get the necessary people that they needed to run it consistently, to have that money to keep it open, became a real problem. Yeah, and there's something going on with the state paying the counties to house state inmates. Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. They raised it it a little bit, but it's far below what they need to be getting at these these jails. They're taking it in the shorts. They really are. Yeah, they are. They really are. That's why they're putting bad people back on your streets because they don't have any place to put them in the county jails because the state is housing state prisoners in the county jails. That's right. I mean, that's that's what's going on. And that's got to be solved. Hopefully next year it will be solved. They're going to they're going to deal with all of this. They've been trying to deal with it for a while. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll uh, we'll talk further here on the Dave Ellswick show. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere. And don't forget, if you need a tow, get it from East End Towing. All right. East End Towing. I've been talking about them now for months. I, a lot of you are using them. Here's what I know. They've got the biggest tow fleet now in the state. They do the job, folks. They do the job, and they do it right. They know how to handle uh, the situations that you run into. Phone number 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. All right, back with you. Oh, by the way, I wanted to let you know uh, that... Um, Last week during this show, I had to take uh, Chris Corbett to school on rock and roll. And uh, I told him about Electric Light Orchestra, who he had never heard of. And now he tells Living me. In a hole or something. Yeah, well, they, he, he downloaded their greatest hits, evidently. And I, I listened all to it. Weekend, all it week so, long. Well, I realized some of the songs. Oh, that evil. I, yeah, evil. Oh, man. Da, 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 Don't bring da, 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 da. me down. Yeah. Don't bring me down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't realize that they I, had all those? No, okay. it is. I, it's. It, I've been listening to it for hours. Okay, now Jeff Lynn, the lead singer and yeah. the, the man who's behind that group, I don't know any of them. Is a huge Beatles fan. Okay, and if does, you if you listen to that music, yeah. it's very Beatlesque. Yeah, you know of right. how his harmonies. Well, are done. It, you have. Uh, matter of fact, inspired me. I, I told Susie. I said if. Well, I make it to the general election. We need to have a big '80s party. Did, I want big hair. Did your Did your wife said Is Dave single? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> she always asks me, she says, well, what's the recommend? You know, what's the, what's, what's Dave recommended? She does ask me that. It's been good. Okay, so did now, I need more songs. Did you listen to to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer yet? No, I didn't get that one. Who's that? ELP. I, I told know. you. I, I told you. I lost ELP, the note. ELO. I had ELO and I didn't have ELP. <laughs> yeah, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. You want to listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Well, let me tell now, you. Here, I'll tell you. That, I'm going to tell you the group that Chris really listens to. He listens. He loves to listen to uh, uh, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is good. Floyd. Now, I told you the Moody Blues was the other group that you had to listen to. The, the, I, I had some Moody Blues on one of my playlists because I okay. searched. Yeah, Moody Blues was good. It's great stuff, man. The ELO knocked my socks favorite off. Favorite song. My favorite song by uh, Moody Blues, Legend of a, of a, of a Mind. That's oh. about Timothy Leary. Okay. Everybody will recognize the song. Everybody thinks, it's a Timothy Leary song. No, it's Legend's the legend of a mind. I mean, okay. you know, and it's about, you know, you heard Timothy Leary's dead. Oh, yeah, that's that song. It's a great song. It I've really been missing is. out. ELO's fantastic. Oh, I love Electric Light. Oh, my show. gosh. I would like to see him. I, I think Jeff Lynn's still alive. I'd love to see them in concert. What's funny, I've been I've been asking people that I know, I'm like, hey, you ever listen to ELO? Do you know who that is? Yeah. And they go, Electric light orchestra. I'm like, you know who that is? Where was I? Someone has like left me you in the mark, dark. You missed Someone's part of your dark. life somewhere. I don't know how you <laughs> missed happened? that one. I, I don't know what I, happened? I don't know how you missed that group. I'll just be honest with you. Some great people going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course, Dolly Parton's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of no Fame. No kidding. This, this coming time. I got to tell you, one of the groups that they're taking in, Pat Benatar is that, finally oh, going to make Pat Benatar? It. Oh, I nice. love Pat Benatar. You know, she was trained to be an operatic singer. Really? Yeah. She's got like a six-octave voice. She's oh, a amazing. fantastic singer. And she and her husband now uh, have been around forever. And, they, you know, they just some great, great, great music. Hit yeah. me with your best shot. Yes, of course, yes. she did it. And then it was a huge hit. And then Mellencamp did it. Yes. And it was a big hit. <laughs> it's just a great song. When well, you mentioned her, it made me think of Berlin. And the little the blonde girl that the lead singer of Berlin. Did um, you do? You, uh, Top Gun comes out next week. She sang that yes. song, and she was recruited. And the, her her bandmates were like, "Take my should, breath away!" Yeah, I don't think you should do that. And apparently, you know, it's a big hit. Yeah, um, big hit is an understatement. Yeah. It was a mega hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was monstrous. Yeah. And next week, next week, I'm going, Dave. Top Gun Maverick comes out, dude. It's been in the works for like years. Did you see in, at cons they had they showed it at cons uh, a couple of days ago? Oh no! Oh, Thirty minute standing ovation for no it. kidding. Now I look. I got to tell you, there's something going on when a jingoistic pro American movie like that gets a thirty minute standing ovation. Yeah. They say it's just incredible. I can't read. I can't read. Just can't. Have you already got your tickets? Did you pre-buy? I don't have them yet, but I'll yeah. I'll have them. I'll be there Thursday night, the night before it opens. Nice. I'll see it. Yes. And uh, I won't get to talk about it next Friday because I won't be here. Next Friday is we're off because it's Memorial Day weekend. Nice. So we'll take that day off, but I'll talk about it Monday after right I come on. back. I'll be talking <laughs> about. It. I wanted to let you know. Yeah. Do you watch any of Downtown Abbey? Yes. Okay. They've you got, know the new movies. Yes, out now. I want to watch. I saw it. it last night. It was good. It's good. It's excellent. Awesome. Really is. It's excellent. And yeah. I'm not. 
I'm not one of those, you know, stiff upper lip British kind of kind really? guys on that kind really? of stuff. I didn't notice that. No. You know, when I want to watch a British movie, I want to watch Guy Ritchie, you know, and well, Two Smoking Barrels or something nice. like that. They didn't, they didn't have any five-minute show of uh, two moms and any kind of woke mm, stuff like Doctor no. Strange. I oh. just saw that. And did I was you see, about Did it. you see Stary Hange? Who? Did you watch the movie? Yes. What? It's only at the very beginning, except for the pen totally that leave. girl wears. I, yeah, I know. All the way through what? the doggone movie. They see, I take that personal because Strange is my favorite yeah. Marvel comic character. Yeah. You know? But just added nothing to the movie. Can you not no. leave that stuff out? Why, really? Seriously? Why did, did her parents have to be two moms? Well, I just wanted to go, I wanted to stand up in the theater and go, well, who inseminated her? Just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it was some 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 woman who is a guy that yeah. is really a man getting pregnant. I, I still don't get I that. I don't under. I am. You lost okay. me. I got to play that. Hey, hey, Heidi, do we do, do we have do you have available that piece for the lady that was in front of the the uh, the congressional committee talking about abortion? I want to play this for you one more time. I want Chris to hear cuz he hasn't heard it yet. So here you go. Listen to this. Oh, she's She's holding up a she's holding up a one to me. Tell Let's me one do minute. It. You sure that's what she's holding? Yes, up? she is. <laughs> All right, so we'll get her to play it for us. Here so comes. abortion should be allowed then, by your definition, for any reason, for any purpose, at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body, and then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical p- practitioners. Okay. And not is, if it is. Listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that. Okay, that is and wrong. a two-year-old child, same thing. That would be murder. We would all agree that's wrong. Then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old or nine months old or one week old or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero? What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own body. Wow. No, oh, my stop. gosh. There you go. It's not an answer. There it is. There it is. I what rest is she my, running for? I ra- she well, she, for she's she's ahead. She's ahead of a large, large uh, pro-choice organization in Texas. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, uh, is a large pro-choice group in Texas eight people? What is that? Well, exactly. here's what I know. If they keep asking for abortion on demand the way they're doing it now, there won't be any people to be pro-choice. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just saying. They're, they're losing. You they're better losing. be glad your mama wasn't pro-choice. Exactly. I'm just saying. Anyway, yeah, we got to take. We got to get out of the way. Don't forget, 9 o'clock, you want to tune in. You know who's going to be with us? Who? We're going to have uh, Greg Bledsoe on. The doctor. The man who wants to be lieutenant governor. He's awesome. going to come in and talk to us for about a half hour. And we'll play that back, and then Matt Smith will talk to me about movies. And, of course, we will talk about the big movie coming out this weekend, which is, of course, Downtown Abbey, uh, uh, New Era, which I saw last night, which is very good. Plus, I want to talk about Men, new movie by the guy who directed El Machina and uh, Alienation which is two great movies as well. So uh, stick around. Coming up at 9 o'clock, I'll be right back here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, moving to the 9 o'clock hour, we got Greg Bledsoe here. He is running for lieutenant governor. Chris Corbett is still here. Robert Steinbach is still here. And whenever I say Robert Steinbach is still here, I have to say he is a law professor over at Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect those of the School of Law or the university to which they uh, are ascribed to. Although they should. I'll just put it that way. Greg, how are you, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. All right. He came in from the, the west side today. So <laughs> uh, you don't you work like in Russellville or something? I do. I do. I'm the medical director of the emergency department in Russellville. I go up there six, seven times a month. Oh, wow, man. That's a, that, now, that's a long drive. It, it is. It is. Not much traffic when I'm up there. Uh, I drive up there around 5, 6 in the morning when I go for my shifts. So. Okay. That's like there's not that much traffic when I come to work. Yeah. Most people are still in bed, and I hate you for it. But anyway, <laughs> I just, want you, just want, you to, want you to know that. I just want to be honest about it. Okay, so you want to be a lieutenant governor. I wanted, there was a question I wanted to ask you for sure. a long time, and that's this. You have a full-time gig, right? Uh, well, I've got a, a job in Russellville that okay. is uh, six, seven shifts a month as the medical director. All right. And then I do some administrative work for them, and then I do the part-time Surgeon General job. Okay, so if you were elected to be right. a lieutenant governor, and then during, let's say, next year, yeah. if you were a lieutenant governor, yeah. you're going to have to be at the Senate all the time True. when they're meeting. Yeah. How are you going to balance that out? Uh, it's a great question. It comes up every now and then. So I'm an emergency physician. I do shift work, so I don't have a clinic. I don't have a full-time practice. And I have the benefit of being able to toggle my shifts up and down. And so if I get elected, uh, the Senate will run you know, Monday through Thursday, four days a week. And then I'll probably do two or three shifts a month total in the emergency department over in Russellville. Um, and then when the Senate's not in, sh- in session, I would go up on my shifts after that. So it's pretty easy. I've been doing it my entire career, kind of going up and down on my shifts as need be. Okay. Kind of crazy to work like that, isn't it? Uh, well, I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm used to it. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that, that's cool. You know, I just want to let you know, personally tell you, your mom. Yeah. Love your mother. Oh, well, thank you. Okay. She was a great Arkansas senator. Oh, thank you. You know, I wish she'd stick around a little uh, longer, yeah, longer. Yeah. We need people like her that will dig in and fight. Yeah, absolutely. For things. And she did. She yeah. did it very, very well. So anyway, you tell her when you see her, I said hi. I- I'll tell her that. Because she's on my show a lot. Uh, now, I won't say a lot. Because here, when I'd ask Miss Budtoe to come on, she would always say, "Do I have to?" <laughs> she didn't really. She didn't really want to yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, she de- never. She is the kind of person that never s- sought the limelight. No, and you know that's one of the things I admire most about her. She served for years in the Senate and the House, and it never changed her. And the reason it didn't change her was that she was about doing her job for the people in her district, and then she wanted to go home. She didn't. She wasn't interested in the titles or the parties or the the media or anything she just wanted to do her job oh good well she did her job and she did it well yeah and i'll yeah, miss her I, agree. I really will i will miss her although i will be happy to say that we have somebody that was right behind her she's in the in the house side and that's lundstrom robin lundstrom mm-hmm. who has for the last uh two sessions uh of the legislature been my top conservative robin lundstrom yeah I'm, can I say something? You, you can yeah. agree or disagree. This, and this goes along with being lieutenant governor. Would you agree that the women of the Republican Party have done more to carry the banner recently than the men have? 
I think they've done a great job. I mean, I'm, I'm biased because my mom's one of them, but um, I think they've done a great job, and Robin Lindstrom's done a great job. Uh, she's a dear friend, someone I respect. Uh, mom, obviously, has done a great job, and there have been others. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they've really stepped up and, and provided a tremendous amount of leadership in the past few years. Okay, so – as you know, Greg is running for lieutenant governor. With that in mind, I got to ask, what do you feel is the specific responsibilities that you would be meeting as lieutenant governor? Well, I mean, the duties of the lieutenant governor, you preside over the Senate and then you step in when the governor, if the governor has, you know, a need for you to step in in the sense that they take another job or they can't perform their duties. But, um, you know, what I'm going to hopefully bring to the lieutenant governor position what I've told people is is that Lieutenant Governor doesn't have a lot of opportunity to appoint people, but they certainly have a microphone and they have a platform. And you can talk about the issues that are important to you. And the things that are important to me are things like getting our income tax down to zero as quickly as possible, providing school choice, because I believe that that's not just an educational issue, that's a moral issue. Um, we can't have kids stuck in failing schools indefinitely and expect there to be no bad outcomes in our society. We've got to uh, do the school choice thing. And then uh, I think we can use that platform to really sell Arkansas and to, uh, you know, get the burden off of our small businesses, encourage our entrepreneurs. Those are the sort of things I want to be talking about. Okay. When you talk about having the bully pulpit, Mm -hmm. you don't want to be like – I'm trying to think of the Democrat that was – Attorney General ran – basically was a one-man show for the the lottery – when he was oh, there. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? What's his name? Halton? Halter. Halter. Halter yeah, That's what yeah. it was. Halter. I mean, yeah. literally, Halter was responsible yeah. for getting it passed. There's no doubt in my mind about that. You're not looking to pick up a particular cause and run it like that, right? No, I, I see it more as you're the uh, you're someone who can uh, celebrate Arkansas, uh, sell Arkansas, and then also support conservative principles. So I don't have a specific one-item agenda, maybe like he did, but certainly I want to use it to promote conservative principles across the board and to work with the governor, uh, who is also hopefully going to be pres- you know presiding over our state in a way that's very uh, conducive for conservative principles. And I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders will probably be our next governor. All right, since you're running for the Governor, has she sat down and talked to you at all? Uh, we've met a couple of times, mainly just on the campaign trail. Nothing officially. We've never talked policy. I've known her family, of course, for years, but um, you know, no, nothing official. But um, obviously, I think she's uh, she's a very strong candidate and will do a good job. All right. I'm going to let my my compatriots here ask some questions. Sure. Do you have any problem with that? No, not at all. Right. No, so, no. Rob and, uh, sure. and Chris, Rob, you got one, Greg. I- you are a worthy um, Surgeon General, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I don't know where you were on this issue, if at all, meaning I don't know mm-hmm. if it came up, but I testified against the Chamber of Commerce when they were pushing for corporate mandates for vaccines. Yeah. Did you take a position on that, and do you have a position on that? That's a great question. It's come up a lot. Sure. So uh, what I've said very uh, candidly is, is that I think that the vaccine is a good thing for public health in the sense of, um, I mean, I'm vaccinated. I was the first physician in in Arkansas to be vaccinated. My whole family's vaccinated. But I feel really strongly that it needs to be a personal choice between a physician and their patient. And the reason is, and people have challenged me on that. As a matter of fact, some healthcare professionals have challenged me on that. But what I've told them is, is that, look, even more concerning to me than COVID is the destruction of public trust that I've seen in the last 10 years. And you have to have institutional trust. You have to have public trust in order to face crises as a country and as a society. And if you destroy it, 
then you can't face future crises, which there will be other crises in the in the future. And um, and I feel very uh, I'm very concerned about what's happened in the last few years that the destruction of institutional trust, public trust over the COVID issue and the COVID vaccine has been uh, really problematic. And it's something that's going to take a long time to get over. It's a really important point. The Chamber of Commerce, I think, is contributing to that devolution of public trust by getting up there and barking to the legislators like they own the legislators. By the way, they own a few of them. Uh, and they own the public and saying to them, well, we did. They said, our team decided. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't elect that team. I don't know who that team is. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that you know, I, I've talked to a number of people about the vaccine, and a number of people have come to me and they've said, "What do you think about it?" And uh, you know, through our conversations, a number of people have been have decided to be vaccinated. But I didn't sure. do that by making them do it. I did it because I walked them through the, the information. I told them my own personal testimony, and they did it because they trusted me. You know, but when you start saying, "Okay, here's my recommendation," and by the way, if you don't agree with me, I'm going to make you do it. You destroy trust, and that trust is in very short supply in our society, and it's a very big deal if that's if that is uh, is decimated. So I think it's something that we don't talk about enough in healthcare, and it's something that's come to light. That's a very important point as we talk about COVID and the pandemic response. It's yeah. critical. Chris and I went yesterday to Bobby's kitchen, and as much as he tried to push me to get the cheesecake, I got the turtle. <laughs> I got the turtle, and it was the right choice for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I completely agree with that. I'm, I'm vaccinated, and as I've said on the air, I'm vaccinated, but that's my choice. If you don't want to, that's up to you, and I don't have any problem. And for people to say, "Yeah, but Dave, nothing bad's happened to you." Both my brothers died, and two of my kids died during COVID. All right, so don't even go there. Well, the bottom line is you, you can make a decision. It's a medical decision. I make all sorts of medical decisions right. in consultation with my doctors, and I have more than one doctor. And by the way, I've gotten differing opinions from different doctors on different issues. And I've made my own decision ultimately. Sometimes uh, the results turned out good, and sometimes the results turned out bad. And we'll see what happens with this decision. All right, Chris, got any questions? Dr. Bledsoe, you have a singing. You're singing. You're singing such a sweet melody. You, it, you Has anybody ever told you that, Greg? No, no, no one has. That's a first. I haven't met Dr. Bledsoe. I look him up. He's got a book. He's an emergency physician. He's trained to make quick decisions to save your life, right? Also, as a medical director, he's the he's the bottom line. He's like the buck stops with him. The nurses, the other uh, PAs, uh, they're, they're going to be re- – he's responsible. He can delegate to work, but he's responsible. And to hear him say, that it's a personal choice about the vaccine mandate. Um, I don't know where you stand on the mask mandates, but it's fantastic. <laughs> well, we'll ask you about mask yeah, mandates like, when we come back. Right. we got to get a break in, so let's do that. It's sure. Dave Ellswick Show. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM. Uh, the answer, if it's about politics, you know you're going to hear it on this show. If it's about the election, you know for sure. It's the place to come to hear about what's going on in 2022. A break and then more here on 1011 FM, The Answer. All right, let's continue on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. About nine minutes left to talk to Greg Bledsoe. And let's continue our conversation. You were bringing up about masks. Chris, yeah, well, we Rob and I just litigated a case just last week. And um, so the, the, the county executive, Plasky County Executive Barry Hyde, mm-hmm. orders his legislature, the Quorum Court, to wear masks 
Rob and I filed suit. He's not empowered to do that. Yeah. He orders the legislature to wear masks because he has custody of the building, whatever the heck that means. Does he have it under arrest? He doesn't have custody of his legislative members, right? So we file suit, and he immediately reverses stance. Another executive order says, "Good for you." Yeah, well, I we, mean, he would have just gone ahead and done it if you hadn't have pushed That's back. Right. Well, and then we file suit, and then Judge Mackey Pierce, a stellar uh, advocate of judicial intellect, um, are you being sarcastic, Chris? <laughs> yes, yes. Is there a little bit yes. of sarcasm yeah. there? Uh, he says that the no, activist—it's it's, it's moot. Your, your case is moot. He reversed himself, but I just hearing Doctor Bledsoe talks fantastic. So. Okay, well, let's talk to him about masks. Yeah, so how let do you me feel let about me read into that by just saying. Yeah. You're running for lieutenant governor. You don't need to run for lieutenant governor. You got right. a you've got a good life. Right. <laughs> you really do. You got a good yeah. life, and and you're well respected in your field. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sarah might come in and just say, "Why don't you come back and be you know the head honcho of medicine again here in in Arkansas or whatever?" How come? Why? It's like he said. He's pushing back. Is that what you want to do? Do you want to push back? Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, when you look around the state of Arkansas and you look around our country, we certainly need uh, people who are not career politicians stepping up and running for office. And, I, you know, I went back and forth on this decision whether or not to run. And we prayed about it and talked about it a lot as a family. But in the end, uh, we felt really called to this because we love our state and we love our country. And there are a lot of great people in the state of Arkansas who could run for office and do a great job. But for whatever reason, they can't or they won't. And a lot of people just don't want to deal with the hassle of it. But uh, with my background in emergency medicine, the fact that I can go up and down in my shifts and I have a little bit more flexibility than the normal person, um, you know, we felt like it was something that we needed to do. And so for us, it was a calling. Uh, we don't need the job, but we love our state and we, we want to give a voice to people who aren't uh, beholden to the career politicians. Okay, so let's go back to masks. What do you think yeah. about mask mandates? Well, it's you know it's a funny it's a funny topic or interesting topic. And I, what I tell people is is that uh, there's no doubt that there's some utility to masks when they're used correctly. So I've worn a mask for months now in in the emergency department taking care of COVID patients. Um, but the utility of masks is actually fairly low. So if you look at, for instance, a va- the vaccine and you work, look at masks, the vaccines have a lot more utility than the masks. The masks have just a limited amount of utility. And that, the utility, a different word for it, is prevention? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it, especially when they're worn outside of the hospital by, you know, for instance, kids or people who can't wear them correctly because of how they fit or don't fit or whatever. And so when I look at the amount of um, just the vitriol and the angst about the mask in the greater public, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's a public health utility that we need to keep pushing because of the, the frustration regarding, regarding the mask. And, you know, what I tell my public health colleagues is, is that we can tell the truth about masks and say that there's some utility. But at the same time, every public health um, measure that is out there, whether it's you know, speed limits or smoking laws or whatever, is a compromise between what's ideal and what's actually feasible or practical in the public. And what I think about masks is, is that, yeah, I mean, ideally you would have everyone wearing an N95 mask and have, you know, all these, these, you know, these tight controls. But you can't do that in a free society. You just can't do it. And the American public isn't going to tolerate those sorts of things. And so what I tell people is, is that, you know, masks have a certain amount of utility. There is a certain amount of prevention there. It's not a high amount of utility. And I just am, because of those reasons, because of the, uh, the, the vitriol that's out there surrounding the mask, I don't think it's worth – you don't get enough bang for the buck to be forcing people to do that, in addition to the government overreach issue. When you looked at the mask issues, I mean, protecting kids, kids really were not 
affected by the COVID virus as, as badly as someone like me who's 69 years old, type 2 diabetic, had some heart problems, things of that nature, uh, was the was the you know, cure worse than, you know, the disease itself, so to speak? Well, I, you know, what has always concerned me um, in this COVID pandemic response is, you know, the secondary effects of some of these measures. So if you go back, if you Google Arkansas health officials differed, what you'll find is an article that came up uh, that was published by the Democrat Gazette based on my texts and emails that went back and forth at the health department you know, a month or two into the pandemic response. Mm-hmm. And even then, I was starting to get concerned that there were some secondary ripple effects of some of the things that were happening across the country in an, in an attempt to control COVID that were spinning out and causing problems. And I think we're seeing that now, overdose issues, uh, domestic violence, divorce, child abuse, uh, you know, mental health issues across the board, kids and the school issues falling behind academically. I mean, those are ripple effects that were unintended consequences, but real consequences of some of the things that happened. Well, and part of the problem with the masks is it became virtue signaling uh, for the Hillcrest glitterati as a war paper origami. It wasn't a real thing, right? It was just uh, th- there was no there there. Uh, and uh, th- they walk around with now we know these cloth masks are v- Nonsense. They don't do anything uh, because they're porous, right? It's like putting your shirt up to your face when the forest is burning. You can smell the smoke. Uh, And the same thing with those, uh, as I said, paper origami. So, uh, unfortunately, the the party of science is usually seemingly in, in modern day devoid of science. Okay, we we're going to move away from that because I think we I, I have one last question sure. uh, for for Greg that is a really important one. How well do you know the senators in the state of Arkansas? How well do you know Sarah? Because you're going to be the litigator in the middle of those two groups. <laughs> I know uh, most of the senators I've met. Um, some I know better than others. Um, I think I have a friendly relationship with all of them in the sense that I, I can get along with a lot of different people. And, um, and of course, with Sarah, I have a lot of respect for her. Uh, I think she's going to do a great job. You know, the purpose of being the lieutenant governor is, is that, first and foremost, you have to make sure that the Senate uh, is doing the work of the Senate. The trains have to run on time or you don't get anything done. Mm-hmm. And so as the lieutenant governor, you have to do that. Um, but, you know, I tell people, I, I realize that sometimes things can get testy. And uh, if you look back over the last few sessions, there's been some tense moments in the Senate. But I've been working in an emergency department for 20 years. I know how to handle you know, difficult people and circumstances and all that. I don't have any problem with sorting that sort of stuff out. So I don't think that's going to be an issue if I'm elected lieutenant governor. All right. So you got a long ruler that you don't mind using on knuckles if necessary. Is that what you're saying? I, I know how to handle uh, bad behavior. All yeah. right. Well, that's good. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear that. Well, we're out of time. We don't have any more time. It goes quickly when you're on this show. Yeah, absolutely. We talk. And uh, some people say, well, you talked about mass. You talked about that. You didn't talk about lieutenant governor. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You just heard how he would handle situations. Yeah. And that's the things that you got to know when you're looking to uh, to put somebody I in heard a position a sweet like melody being sung, Dave. I know you liked it. You <laughs> I like did. that individual liberty song, don't you? I do too. Yes. I really really do. But Greg, we appreciate you coming in today and Thanks, sitting Dave. down and appreciate talking it. with us. Do make yourself available to us. Absolutely. Because you don't even if you're not running for an office, your uh, uh, your opinions are highly valued well, on this show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm here if you need me. I like that you stood up against the governor. I like that as well. All right. We're out of time here this half hour. Let's take a break, and then we'll do some news, and then I'll be back. Matt Smith will be with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 
All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the last uh, about 20 minutes of the show. And Matt Jones is going to join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show, as he does every Friday, because we're going to talk about movies. I went and saw Downtown Abbey last night, Matt. Good movie. It really is an excellent movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they did a sequel to that. That's great. I'm glad they pulled that together. The first one was very popular, and that's the most popular television series in the history of public television. Um, it got the movie made, came out in 2019, had a $35 million opening weekend, uh, big picture. They green-lighted the sequel. I'm, I'm glad it's out there. People uh, came out and enjoyed it. We had a special Wednesday night showing for our Rewards Club members, and uh, they came out and enjoyed it quite a bit. It, it, you know, I was really uh, interested in it because what they did – is uh, by and I'm not giving away any of any of the uh, parts of the movie that you need not know about, but uh, they get into talking movies, moving from silent era to talking uh, uh, movies, and they kind of did a takeoff on singing in the rain in this movie. Yes, I thought that was interesting. If Debbie Reynolds was still alive, she'd be laughing her head off. To be honest with you, there you go. It was very. It was good. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. It's got a little wokeness in it, but you'll be able to look past it. To be honest with you, uh, but typically I'm not big on those British movies, the stiff upper lip Victorian type uh, type of movies. But this one, I thought they did it. They did their job and they did it well. And the script was very well w- written as well. Well. Um yeah, I mean they changed they changed the dynamic to the south of France, which I thought was cool. Yep. Uh, you know, move them out of uh, actually Downton Abbey and take the characters into a new kind of fish out of water environment. I thought that was good. It sticks to the uh, to the original content, but uh, uh, or residual premise of the show, but brings in some nice new humor and some new twists. I like that. So, what do you think? Do you think they make another one? Probably yes, if this one does well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I do think this is a good uh, test to see. If um, oh, an older audience is ready to return to the movies, that's true. Um, you know the uh, the fifteen to thirty uh, five year old crowd uh, has been packing into movie cinemas like rabid dogs. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. You would think that we were handing out you know gold bullion with every ticket the right. way they have turned out for Doctor Strange and Batman and uh, the Scream movie and of course Spider-Man uh, and movies that hit that age group 15 to 35 have been incredibly popular in the marketplace they've done incredibly well um, and the past several months we have had less movies released for the uh, under 15 age group and less movies released for the over 40 age group. Well, yesterday, by the way, yesterday, uh, one of the trailers is a movie that I think is going to do very well at the box office after you clear out Top Gun, because Top Gun's going to just decimate everything in its path here in the next few weeks. But uh, Super Pets looks like it's going to be a winner. Yes. Uh, Now, for the summer, we've got these movies coming out for the older audience, like the new Downton Abbey movie. And, of course, we've got the movies coming out for the younger kids, like DC Super Pets, Paws of Fury, and, of course, um, you know, Buzz Lightyear. That's coming out. So, yes, we're going to have movies for all age groups um, 
all year long, you know, starting today, and it's wonderful. I'm glad we're back to that. Uh, we've still got the $5 tickets on Tuesday. Be cool. sure to check that out. And, of course, on Wednesday, uh, you get um, free popcorn with your theater group, free popcorn bucket. Just bring in your bucket, purchase a ticket, and you get free popcorn uh, all day on Wednesday. And, of course, uh, refills are just uh, four seventy five dollars on that bucket. We're in the process now of designing the 2023 bucket. So uh, we'll have that again next year. And then, of course, so you can go to the website and sign up for email newsletter. Uh, get in on special cool things like, you know, we show Downton Abbey Wednesday night. So be sure to go sign up for the email newsletter so you know what's going on. And we got a rewards club. You sign up for a rewards club. You join for free. You get points for every dollar you spend, and you redeem those points for free movie tickets, T-shirts, DVDs, free concessions. It's all there on the website. Be sure to check out rewards. Uh, new this week, Downton Abbey, of course, that's playing at all five locations, Batesville, Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, and, of course, Riverdale 10 in Little Rock. And then also at Riverdale 10 today, we've got a, a couple of uh, new independent films. Uh, of course, we've got the um, that new horror movie called Men, rated R. I'm coming to see review. it Sunday. Got a good review today in the Democrat Gazette. And then, of course, we have the new film Pleasure. Not rated. Also got a great review today in the Democrat Gazette. That's Riverdale10.com. Be sure to check out those cool independent films that we've got playing. And then, as you mentioned, Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun starts Thursday, the 26th at 3 p.m. Those tickets are already on sale at all five locations, Top Gun Maverick. And also starting Thursday, the 26th at 5 p.m., the Bob's Burgers movie. And those tickets are on sale as well. Well, when we come back, you got to get a, we got to get a break in here. When we come back, I want to talk to Matt about Top Gun. It showed over cons. Uh, it got a thirty-minute standing ovation after it showed. We'll talk about that and why it's important when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show on one hundred one one FM. The answer. All right, let's get back to talking with Matt Smith. He is the owner, operator, main bottle washer of the VIP cinemas all across central Arkansas, Hot Springs, Little Rock, Cabot, Searcy, up in Batesville. And, uh, you know, whatever movie you're wanting to see, big-time movie, you're going to be able to see it at his theaters and do it in luxury in those reclining seats and uh, make yourself comfortable and that uh, the projectors they got are the brand new ones that really are bright and uh, and wonderful it's a great film going experience and they've got uh, dolby sound they got everything you need to have a great experience at the movie theaters you know including food they got the good food as as well but let's get right back before we go into talking about top gun because that's going to be on everybody's lips here uh, in just a few days, uh, Matt, talk about what you got for the kids as far as uh, the summer series goes. Well, um, yeah, just go to the website and check those out. I mean, we've got some cool stuff happening. Um, you know, you get in for just $4, and that's kids and adults, uh, just $4 to get in. And we've got a $1 for a uh, kitty popcorn and $1 for a kitty soda during this special time. It's 11 a.m. Uh, showtime every Monday and Thursday in Searcy, Cabot, and Hot Springs, and at Riverdale in Little Rock, and at uh, Oak 7 in Batesville. It is every Thursday. Doors open at 10 a.m. Showtime st- uh, for the movie is straight up 11 a.m. Dollar soda, dollar popcorn, 
$4 for anybody to get in, kids and uh, adults. It's PG, uh, family-friendly animated features, and they're all about 90 minutes long. Uh, we start some previews and trailers and Looney Tunes movies at 10.30. Cool. And then the actual movie uh, starts at 11. So if you get there early and, and get in, uh, whether you're a daycare center or a um, uh, babysitter or something, uh, or a church uh, program for kids, or, hey, just some parents who want to grab their kids and take them by there, or a nanny or something, you can get in there early and there's something on the screen to entertain the kids uh, while you are uh, waiting on the film to start. And uh, doors are 10. Uh, the programming starts at 1030. The actual film starts at 11. You can't beat it. Riverdale10.com uh, to uh, see what's happening there. Riverdale with that list of movies. And then, of course, um, the other uh, theaters as well. And that's every Monday and Thursday in Cabot, Cersei, and Hot Springs. Every Thursday at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock and at Oak 7 in Batesville. Uh, summer program that we do every year, and we're glad to bring it back. Very economical way to come out and see a movie and entertain the kids. It's good stuff. i got to tell you, it's great for your kids. I'll tell you what's really good. If you take a, a four-year-old uh, to a movie like that, and you can use it as a training exercise to get them ready to really go to an adult movie. By adult, I mean like Super Pets or something like that. Yes, and people have asked if they can bring in the refillable popcorn bucket. Yes, of course you can. Uh, the dollar popcorn, kitty popcorns are an option, but the concession stand is open with all of our regular uh, food and beverage offered. But if you want to bring in your refill bucket during the the uh, cartoon, you can. That refill bucket is is good anytime we're open. Bring them in. I got to tell you what, something I do miss going to the movies. They stopped it a long time ago, but I like to see them started again. And maybe I should have a conversation with you about the classic movie. We should start off with a cartoon. When allowed, yes. Um, when allowed. <laughs> That's a problem. Um, That's a problem. Uh-huh. It's, you know, there's rules that i got to follow. It's you know me. licensing, you know. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, and, you know, uh, you can you can generally show you a little, I guess you're probably talking about a short, like a five-minute or a seven-minute uh, Lenny Tune or something. Yeah, that's all. I mean, I'm yeah, just talking you, you about you know, maybe a Bugs Bunny. Five or minutes for about $100. Yeah, Marvin the Martian or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for about 100 bucks. I mean, Marvin the Martian, I, I, that's the first place I saw him was right. when I went to the movies, that and the uh, the Anteater cartoon. Yeah. And so you got to wonder, you know, um, what that brings to the to the table um, you know if you're showing a classic movie for free or if you're only charging five bucks to watch a classic movie right yeah uh, what what does the cartoon bring to the table now it certainly brings something to the table when you got a bunch of four five six-year-old kids <laughs> coming at 11 o'clock in the morning you know and they need something to keep them from fidgeting before the movie starts well you know yeah it brings something to the table well, you know what the problem is you haven't met my friends <laughs> oh man i tell you what Anyway, all right, let's talk about Top Gun, because like I said, that's going to be on everybody's lips here in just a few days. And it showed at cons, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, a 30-minute standing ovation for Top Gun. Now, I want everybody to realize this is the European film core that's out for that, basically. And they gave it a 30-minute standing ovation, this jingoistic, pro-American film. That says a lot about how good this movie really should be. Hey, in London, so well-received and loved. 
Uh, you know, so far, uh, Tom Cruise has done this uh, press event in Los Angeles. Of course, they're in, like you mentioned, and in London. People love this movie. Yeah, I mean, love it. Not just like just it. Love it. Love it. They just love it. You know, it reminds me of the original. The original opened in the middle of May in 1986. It only did $8 million its opening weekend. And then it went on to be the number one ticket seller for 1986. And it had one of the greatest multiples of opening day weekend of all time. Uh, just un- insane um, to, to think that it was overlooked. Uh, they actually believe that um, uh, Poltergeist and Cobra were going to be the big movies. And those two movies got the opening Memorial Day weekend slot back in 1986. I remember yes. Cobra with Sylvester Stallone. you got to remember that movie. That was a good movie. Yes, it was. It was Gun. a good action not flick. Not Top Gun, you know? Yeah. And and so, yes, there are just high expectations for this film. Obviously, people love the storyline, and all of the action and things are there. And I like being able to see some heroes yep. that are real heroes, yep. like some Navy fighter pilots, as opposed to, hey, don't get me wrong, the Spider-Mans, the Batmans, the Doctor Strange, the Thor movies, those are cool. But to actually take some Navy fighter pilots, some naval aviators that are in real life every day protecting the globe, in essence, and show them as the heroes that they are in a motion picture is something that I love. And I love that about these films. The heroes are real people. Yep. And they do fly those planes. They're flying them right now. That's one thing I love about going down to Pennsylvania. You're hanging out there on the beach. Yeah. And they come by. There oh, you yeah, go, Pensacola, baby. yeah. You, <laughs> yeah man, just, I'm, I'm at Panama by. Beach. You come flying by there. Yeah, coming in out of the air base there, you know. I mean, it's it's great. And, I mean, we've got the air base there in Jacksonville. And we just, you know, we forget how much, um, you know, our military not only does for us, but for, for the globe, man. You know, Sweden and uh, uh, Finland are not jumping in NATO because Denmark's a member, okay? That's right. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> right, right. Or that Poland is a member. Luck, baby. <laughs> yeah, they're they're coming because they want the real power behind them, and that's, that's exactly us. exactly right. And our, our troops and our military does not get the respect they deserve, but I tell you, a movie like this gives it to them, and I love it. I'll never forget, I, I was at the movie, and I saw the trailer for the first time for Maverick, and it's the opening scene from Top Gun with that jet coming across the desert. And I, I'm just like, oh, man, I can't wait for this again. <laughs> hey, he flew the plane. I know he did. He's got a jet. Great salt flats. How many crazy things can Tom Cruise do? He hangs from airplanes. He hangs from huge buildings. He flies jet airplanes. And the guy just know knows how to. He is the last. I really believe he is going to be the last true Hollywood superstar. Man, when when I, I want to say it was CinemaCon, I think it was like CinemaCon 2019, maybe for the Mission Impossible movie, he came out there and did the presentation uh, for Paramount, and then they showed on the screen how they filmed it, you know. And so the a guy jumped out of the plane in front of him with like a GoPro, you know, camera on his helmet, and right. then Tom Cruise jumps out of the plane, you know, <laughs> a couple seconds behind that guy with a GoPro on his helmet how they filmed that whole skydive thing there mission impossible he did it i, I mean, know it's just crazy and i saw that i'm like wow 
I cannot wait to see all the aircraft in this Top Gun picture. It's going to be incredible. Oh, no doubt. It really, it really is going to be great. Buy your tickets now. You can get them at uh, the website. Go to Riverdale10.com, uh, and you can buy your tickets right now for whatever theater you want to see it at. I would I seriously go today and buy your tickets if you want to see it the first couple of days. Because if you don't, walk-up business is going to be tough with all the advanced tickets that are going to be sold. Yes, people like to go online and pick out the chair they want off that seat map and get right where they want in that theater. Yeah, you want to be in the middle? You want to be uh, about, uh, I don't know, G, maybe? And <laughs> Halfway up. Yeah, that, up that way you get the full effect of that big screen and that super-duper sound system that you got. I'm just going to be great. All right, one other movie I want to talk about because I think it's going to be big box office for you, and that is the DC Super Pets. They showed the, the trailer last night, and I laughed my butt off. It's great. It's got so many wonderful voices involved, and the script looks good, and it looks like it's just going to be a riot for kids. Yeah, I you know? mean, I like Lightyear. I like the. Yeah. I like that, but that surprised me at how how well that was done uh, in the trailer. I hope it's not like every great part of the movie, but I gotta believe it's going to be really good. I like that DC Super Pets is an original. It's an original idea. It's yeah. going to be great. I like that. I like when they pull out and create something new like that. I mean, like the Sing movie. How awesome was that? That was so good with all those animals singing yeah. and what they were doing in the theater. I'm really looking forward to DC Super Pets. Paul's of Fury looks good for kids this summer. <clears throat> looks really good, you know? Paul's of Fury. Yeah, they're, they're going to come crazy. see that, man. That's going to be a good one from DreamWorks, you know? So, yes, that looks good. And, of course, yes, Lightyear is going to be good for kids. And then you've got the uh, you got the new Puss in Boots movie this year as right. well. So there's a lot coming up for the kids, and it's long overdue. Kids want to get back into the movies. You hey, know, they really do. I'm going to go pick up my grandson in Oklahoma uh, in the end of the first week of uh, – of uh, June, and I'm bringing him over to be with with Pop and and Nana, and on the 10th, we're going to go to the movies together, and I'm taking him because he's a huge dinosaur freak. He loves dinosaurs. He loves all the Jurassic Park movies, so we're going to go see the new Jurassic Park Dominion uh, at the at the at the movie theater. That's going to be a great one for him. June 9th, uh, tickets are on sale now, Riverdale10.com. It's in 2D and 3D. And what's so cool about that is they bring back the people from the original cast to be in this with the new cast. Yeah, not just as, as Sean, no. uh, Shane and I talked about no. as a legacy nod. These people have big parts in the movie. Yeah. It reminds me of Force Awakens and yeah. how they pulled that together with Star Wars, bringing back the original characters with big parts in the movie with the new characters. That's great. I'm looking forward to that with the Jurassic movie. Yes, absolutely right. He's going to love that, Matt. He's going to love that movie. All right, Matt. I'll talk to you, uh, talk to you not next Friday. I'm off because it's going into Memorial Day. But we'll talk the week after for sure here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You have a great weekend, my brother. Riverdale10.com. Thank right. you. Talk to you later. Matt Smith here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm off for a couple of days. My granddaughter graduates tonight. I got to go to graduation ceremony tonight. Then tomorrow is the party if we can dodge some raindrops. Uh, and I'll be going to that as well. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm going to go see the movie Men on Sunday over at Riverdale 10 because I like Garland, the director of that. And I liked Ex Machina big time and Annihilation. So I think I'm going to like Men as well. Talk to you on Monday morning. Power panel will be here. Elswick Show.
Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.